In the second half of the show, we'll explore the history of each location, the story of the Great America in each city and town along our route. What does it mean to be a Great America on the local level? Was it when a city prospered? When a new business came to town? During a time of civil unrest? Before Western civilization arrived? Resident historian Tom Przelski is here to tell us what made this place great. Tom Przelski is a Tucson native whose family roots in southern Arizona extend back to the 18th century. He worked for both the Pasquayaki tribe and the Tohono O'odham Nation before serving three terms in the Arizona House of Representatives. He was the Pima County historian, and his writings on Arizona history, politics, and culture have appeared in multiple publications. He is the author of California Lancers, the first battalion of Native cavalry in the Far West, 1863 to 1866. More importantly, Tom is our resident historian. Hi, Tom. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Laura. It's great to be here. In which time period was it a great America in Sholo? Sholo had a boom after the war, after World War II. So the real kind of boom time for Sholo was really from 1950 to 1970 when the mills were active. What made it great? There was a very active timber industry in Sholo, went back to the early 20th century. There was a series of companies that owned a number of timber mills in and around Sholo, and these provided not only good jobs with good wages, but also security. These were steady jobs. These were jobs where basically you graduated from high school, you took a job in the mill, and you raised your family there. It built a very strong sense of community in Sholo that it really wasn't there under the old agricultural economy. So it was a very stable and a very tight community to an extent that it wasn't during other times. Who was included in that great America? Well, the mills recruited a very diverse workforce. There were a number of African-Americans. There were a lot of uh, Mexican-Americans working there and even uh, Apaches who were recruited on the nearby reservation. And it was largely a Mormon community. The older families that were there were Mormons. So a lot of the workers in the mills were also Mormon. And there was a whole cluster of communities. And again, it was segregated. But the workplaces were diverse. Everyone was kind of mutually dependent on one industry. So it built a sense of community, even though it was segregated. Who was excluded from that great America? Well, the town was largely LDS, Mormon, and they were very committed to a traditional economy and a traditional way of life. And they controlled the local politics. They were the ones who were best positioned to run local government and county government. And they did not see a lot of reason to diversify the economy. So even with all this prosperity, they really weren't very forward thinking about investing in the town. That made things very precarious. And so by the 70s, the timber industry started to slow down, uh, not only because of government regulation, but also because of, of changes in the national economy. The mills began to close and those jobs disappeared, which left those people who worked in the mills without employment, and a lot of them left. Even though they were part of this prosperous economy, a lot of people really weren't part of the leadership in the community. 
And that may have been what led to it slow down as a town. How does that tie into current day? Cholo is a very different community now. There are still people who very much have very good memories of its time as a timber town and want to see that come back. But now the town is largely dependent on tourism and as a mecca for retirees because the climate's wonderful. It's actually a much larger community now, and it has not a diverse economy, but much more diverse in terms of its amenities. It has a hospital. It's got big chain stores like Walmart and a community college branch campus. It's a much larger town than it used to be, but the jobs there are largely minimum wage service jobs and quite precarious compared to the employment picture you saw when the mills were active. So it's a very different community, but some people would argue it offers a little more than it did in those days. But opinion seems to be divided in that regard. Thanks so much for being on the show, Tom. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening to In Search of the Great America. Today's episode had music by Valentin Sochnitsky. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. For show notes and more information on the podcast, please visit our website, greatamericaproject.com. Thank you.